Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. You're listening to Room 104 Wednesdays. We like to do My Worst Gig, where you get to hear from some of the best comedians in the country about their worst gigs. And we can all just, you know, go through the process of grief and trauma with them tonight for you. You'll know this guy from hosting the Republic of Telly. You might have seen him, the Vodafone Comedy Festival, Electric Picnic, or from the Hardy Books. He is the legend that is Mr. Kevin McGarren. Kevin, thanks for popping on the show tonight. How are you? What is the crack, Cormac? How are you getting on? Good, good. Um, Fringe season at the moment, is it? It's fringe weather, baby. Yes, it's... I've seen like four shows that have all sort of mangled into the one show that says start slightly losing me mind your dreams tonight are going to be just a warp of all of those <laughs> put into one you don't know what's going on I'm going to have very pretentious dreams tonight <laughs> yeah uh, beautifully themed around different issues that were raised at the fringe no come here before we chat about maybe some of your worst gigs that you've ever had and again thanks right. for coming on and opening about that um, how long have you been doing stand-up God, I think I started my first gig was like 2009 but then like you don't really do it seriously until like I don't know maybe 2012 for the first half you're just like the recession hit <laughs> so I quit my job and I was it was kind of like joining a band in the 80s you were just glad to be just really drinking yeah. it was just an excuse to drink on a Tuesday I think that I fell into a job yeah they were like Kevin what's going on here like, it, it's kind of work it's, uh, it's kind of I, I have to go to a pub I'm sorry it's work <laughs> come here where was your first gig First gig, first gig for everyone in Dublin is Hippany Bridge Inn. The old battle. That's where, that's where, the old battle of the axe. Uh, and I won a rubber dinosaur no skull. Way. And I said, the rewards I'm getting now, wouldn't it be like in 10 years' time? <laughs> <laughs> Have the ducks gotten any bigger? or? Uh... Uh, I've gotten, I've got, I got a free ticket to see Jurassic World there a couple of months ago. That was a big one. You can quit now, Kevin. Just get off while you're on top and just go out yeah. on your own terms. So you've been doing in the round with eight, ten years. Let's say ten years for, uh, for yeah. doing stand up comedy. And obviously, um, not all the gigs are a hundred percent. As I said, you've obviously done some of the biggest gigs and the biggest festivals and the biggest stages in the country. But getting there, there might have been the odd one or two bad ones. So what what have been some of your most uh, enjoyable, horrible gigs? Yeah, like there's been a couple of like really hairy ones. But I'm a I'm a sort of a devil for punishment. Like I love hecklers. <laughs> Uh, like I, I love when people start heckling because uh, I, I'm an aggressive man, but I can't fight like right, on the yeah, street. Yeah. So I enjoy fighting on stage. But um, the worst, worst, worst gig was not a was not a stand-up gig at all. It was um, I got heckled by John Hume. What? I got heckled by Nobel Peace Prize winner <laughs> and famous. Son of Jerry, uh, John Hume. We were doing a play 
we're doing like a comedic play uh, and we were touring the country with it and we were up in, this is maybe like God, nine years ago, eight years ago, and we were up in Donegal, I think, and we're in this little pub and we've got mics on, like radio mics. Yeah. And me and the other dude are doing the play and it's an argument. And John Hume, who unfortunately, uh, you know, has Alzheimer's for the last few years, uh, walks into the pub, uh, you know, he's beloved by the locals. He walks in and he doesn't realise that it's a play. He just thinks to... <laughs> Two men with microphones arguing loudly in his favourite pub. So he starts like shouting shit at us, like wow. just like disagreeing with us during the play. And like normally, you know, if it's just some normal shit muncher, you're you know you can flag them back or you can uh, attack them. But it's fucking John Hume, man. It's like this is one of the greatest Irishmen ever to exist. So I just had to sit there and take it. Uh, and he just, uh, he, he ruined the play. Like John Hume ruined our play. <laughs> but he made Ireland much, much better. better. So you'll, 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 we'll let that one slide for John Hume. Yeah, no, I, I don't bear any ill will towards John Hume. God, so how long was he kind of... Was oh man, it was like it was like it was like fifteen or twenty minutes oh, just God. shouting shit at us. He's quite rock and roll in his old age. I like that. I I, I hope to get to that level of kind of uh, old manish where you just you know you don't care about anyone else thinks and you can go into your local and if people are annoying you, you just let them have it. And the thing is, like everyone in the pub agreed with him. Everyone was like, <laughs> "This is fucking hilarious." Nobody was saying, nobody was like tapping him on the shoulder, saying, "Oh man, you know, just keep it down." Everyone was just like, "Oh, that's gas." <laughs> Those those two guys seem really uncomfortable on stage. And how long was your play thing on for? Play was like a, I don't know, forty five minute play maybe. Uh, so he he took up a good chunk of it anyway, and totally wrecked it. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't say that he didn't improve it. Like to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he came on tour with you then afterwards. It was like listen, and like for, yeah, for anyone, for anyone, any like tourists watching it. They were just like, how the fuck did they get John Hume? What a, what a production. <laughs> what kind of, uh, maybe all the budget went into that, and uh, that's why it's um, in the pub. That's, uh, there you go. <laughs> Save money. It spent all that money on Hume. That's, wow. That was tough. Like, as I said, I don't mind. I, could, I can handle nearly any heckler apart from Nobel Peace Prize winners. <laughs> A, a, they're, yeah, a rare breed. Not often you'll see them popping up at comedy clubs around the country, in fairness. Yeah, I know. They sort of stick to you know, fancier things. They stick to TED Talks and things yeah. like that. Uh, <laughs> different things. Right, so apart from um, getting he heckled by the Nobel Peace Prize winners, any other ones kind of jump to mind as that was a nice bad one? No, mostly they're not great stories. They're just sort of people being dickheads. I did have a moment there at the um, Kilkenny, at the Kilkenny Catlaffs where I was emceeing for uh, Tommy Tiernan and there was a lady in the front row in a wheelchair, but it was like a proper big, it was like a very specialized wheelchair. It wasn't like the normal kind of ones. It was quite impressive looking, you know? Yeah. And uh, I just, I started talking to her in the front row. You're emceeing, you know, you're trying to talk to the people, trying to ask everyone, you know, what did they do for a living and stuff like that. And she was in the front row, I asked her her name, and then I kind of slightly hesitated, and I was like, no, 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 I'm going to ask this. So I asked her what she did for a living, and the audience, I could sense the tension in the room, and she just says, um, she was like, well, I'm in a wheelchair, and there was like fucking so much silence in the room. And I was like, well, I don't know, you could fucking, you could write children's novels with your eyelids for all I know. And she started to laugh, thank fuck, and the whole audience were like, didn't really know how to go for it but I was like you know it would be more discriminatory you know not to ask her that and it just I think I got away with it if you want to stare laughing with you then you can pretty much talk to anyone yeah because that seems like one of those situations where no one is going to laugh until they get the okay from her oh like even then 
the audience still weren't 100% uh, comfortable. You know, like I was, I, I talked to her the whole gig. It was actually, it was a lovely gig at the end of it. I didn't realize how, um, just how sick this poor lady was. We met her in the um, elevator and uh, like there was a fellow with her. I don't know if it was just her boyfriend or what was the story, but he said um, she like almost wasn't going to come out. She hasn't been out in months and like she was just so happy coming out. So we gave her like free tickets to see we gave her like a pass to see the whole festival. Oh, cool. And like she had tears in her eyes, but it was, that could have gone so wrong, Cormac. That could have been a career ending one, Kevin. That could have been, yes. Yeah, I remember Mick Savage or Tommy Tierney got in trouble for something like that before. But uh, yeah, everyone, you have to slag everyone. You have to slag everyone. Especially, you're all in the room, everyone kind of knows. It's not as if you went up to her on the street and was like, here, what do you do? It's like, all right, leave her alone. Yeah. That would have been really inappropriate, Kevin, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I haven't got to that stage just yet. Yeah, a few more years. But no, uh, most of them have been most have been fairly okay. As I said, I kind of like hecklers, so I haven't had too many bad ones. Oh, the, like there's there's bad ones, but they're not funny. They're like ones where you just go in and there's a football match on behind you, <laughs> and they occasionally cheer, and you're like, oh, did they like that joke? And they're like, oh no, Liverpool just scored. <laughs> uh, they're they're tough. Like the first one I ever did down in Kilkenny was like this absolute chancer was running a show, and it was in a pub, and they, nobody knew there was supposed to be comedy going on. Of course, yeah. So we just stand in the middle of a pub and start telling jokes. Like you know, you know, at Christmas time when kids come into pubs and start singing, and everyone goes. Ugh! and have to throw money in their little bucket. That's how we felt as, as a 22-year-old man. I was begging. Nafina were playing after us. Uh, so, you know, it was, it, was, it was quite a nationalistic, rough kind of pub, you know? I, I know the type. The one where, um, if you've been barred from all the other locals, this is the one you go into. Yes, yes. It's the last, uh, the last plane out of Saigon, yeah. It's just, it's, it seems to be everyone who I've, I, I've spoken on this has had like one or two of those stories where it's like the secret comedy gig pops up on Champions League night and it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just literally in front of the projector screen and uh, they're like, no, it'll be fine. You're like, listen, listen, lads, I don't know if this is, this is like, going to work nothing, out. There's nothing worse than comedy you didn't ask for. <laughs> it's like when you see, you know when people hire like magicians at their weddings oh, now God, and you're like, yeah. oh, fuck off, man. Pick your own fucking cards. I don't want this. I didn't ask for a magician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your cards have cost me enough money this summer. All right? You know not 150 quid in this one, is it? Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's rough, man. Right, well, getting off, maybe some of the bad ones. I mean, that's, I've said, the, the John Hume story is amazing that's up there with one of the worst ones I've ever heard I've had you know shotguns pulled at gigs and brawls breaking out they're, they're pretty good that one is definitely special it's definitely topping <laughs> topping the list of the worst ones um, of all time but uh, you've done, done obviously the main festivals as I said the Cat Laughs and Electric Picnic and Vodafone for you what has been your kind of favourite best gig that you've ever done so far I don't know I probably just one of the stand again stories they're just like everyone likes my jokes then you feel good. <laughs> you don't there's hate no, yourself after that. There's one. no, there's no like amazing story where um, Eddie Izzard comes up after and is like, "Wow, I really love that." Want to come to LA? <laughs> <laughs> Take uh, my card and you live with Jamie Foxx for a few months, and now you're famous. <laughs> uh, hecklers on cocaine are a very special breed because they have uh, twice as much confidence, but also the brain isn't working as sharp as they think. Right. Yeah. Uh, so actually, they're perceiving time a lot slower. <laughs> so uh, you're just—it uh, was just—I just abused about 25 men on a stag off their tits and cocaine, and that, weirdly enough, always feels like way more crack than 
you know, gigs that actually mean anything, you know. You're like a Vicar Street slot or whatever. You're like, no, 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 no. We'll just say, were they from across the water on a stag do over here? No, they're all dubs. Oh, uh, they're all uh, business dubs. Oh. New, type of, new type of dub they have now. Upgraded business dubs. Dead. Upgraded, yeah, let's upgrade. Um, but come here, you're doing, I, did you, you you brought your own show over to Edinburgh there during August, did you? And you're now, I know you're over in the, the UK, over in London in the next couple of weeks. What's the story I'm with in, the show? I'm in London on the 27th right. uh, of this month in uh, 2 North Down, which is in King's Cross. Yeah, it's basically, it's basically my Edinburgh show. So I did it. I did that for a month. Uh, drank solidly for a month, and it was it was great. I'm as tight as a little duck's arse in a sandstorm. Uh, so I'm basically bringing that down. It's mostly it's mostly slag, slagging off the Brits, some sex stories, and then how to survive an apocalypse. So it's interesting to see because the the Scots obviously have a, a shared uh, distrust of, uh, of the English. So uh, it's interesting to see how it's going to go down in its home soil. <laughs> I may not I may not get out of there. Well, uh, yeah, well, that, that might be a bit risky. And I suppose you, we're we're inching ever closer to the proposed Brexit date when the road leaves, and we'll see how it goes. But uh, are you going to be touring it around Ireland uh, over the next while, or is, is that done and dusted and onto the new show? Or what's the story? Yeah, we're uh, we're kind of myself and. The comedian are planning a tour kind of around Christmas time, but we haven't got things nailed down yet. But uh, yeah, I'll definitely be doing a tour around Christmas. Oh, just in time for just in time for Santi. Oh yeah, um, get those uh, get those Christmas party gigs in there as well. It'd be cool crack. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're always the best crowd. Fucking miserable pricks forcing themselves to have the crack by wearing novelty jumpers. <laughs> yeah, with people they hate that they have to sit beside. Yeah, I know. I, I honestly, I would push them all into the river because <laughs> the wool they wouldn't be able to swim with the wool, Cormac. It's very true. It's very true. They wouldn't know what they drown. They drown like sheep. And then the ones with the lights in them, they just get electrocuted. It'd be like game over. Get the what? The one with the lights in them. You know the Christmas lights in the jumpers. Oh yeah, yeah. They get tiny shocks as well. Yeah, that's an added bonus to the drowning. <laughs> Right, well listen uh, Kevin, best of luck with the gig over in London I'm sure it'll, be do, it'll do very, very well It's been getting great reports and great reviews over the last while anyway and what is your uh, social media if someone wants to go stalk you online now? Just ask Kevin McGahern on Twitter K-E-V-I-N-M-C-G-A-H-E-R-N Seasoned professional Kevin, thanks a million for popping on My Worst Gig tonight Thank you, Cormac Flexibility is great That's why there's yoga Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.